and we're back scott rolling how you doing good this is number four number four still in still austin, austin i see <laughs> yep sitting sitting on a side table in the dresser but next week we'll have better i'll have my skeletons back i'm looking forward to seeing those skeletons <laughs> again on the potty <laughs> um, so how's austin going what are you doing down there good just hanging out visiting seeing if we if we want to consider moving here um yeah it's going good um doing a lot of social things so that's fun very nice um, yeah so joe rogan um at a comedy at a comedy club doing stand-up so it was good did you see him see him or did you meet him? See him see him. Yeah. Next time, next time, take yeah, a next step time further. Him, yeah, actually yeah. go shake his hand or something. You know, he has a he like he hard bails after the shows. Because I'm I sure everyone wants to, yeah, I'm sure everyone wants to talk to him. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But but next time. Um, but yeah, our this trip was gonna segue into our topic today, which I'm super excited about. Um so I was at a meetup and um, I was really, the turnout was really good. Um, the people seemed to what, have it running What meetup really was well. it? I mean, rel- you know, related it's, to yes, what we're talking about here. Is it's a different not meetup. super relevant, but it's, uh, it was a, uh, what do you call it? An open mic meetup at someone's house um, where musicians can like sign up and then perform and then you get like, it's just a way to practice performing. And so like 50 people showed up, which I thought was really cool. And um, I was talking to one of the event organizers and uh, I asked it how long they've been doing this and if this is something they continue to do. And they said, oh yeah, well, we're trying to connect musicians in the Austin area so that they could perform and gig together. And I thought that's a really great idea. Then they said, we're waiting, we're building an app right now for this. Um, so we're waiting on that, which is super relevant to what we talk about. Um, and this is kind of where we're going with the topic. And I really want to hear your feedback. He said that, so they're building an app. He explained a little bit about what they do. It sounds so like- This is, is a web app, a mobile app, both. Do, do you know, or maybe you didn't I go didn't in that deep? I am the way he talked about it, when people say app, I think they mean actual mobile app. That um, is what I would interpret as well. Yeah. yeah. So nat- so native, iOS or Android, whatever. Um, but it seems like they're provide- they want to provide a lot of value, but they're waiting on this thing. So then I said, hey, why don't you just like start a Facebook group? And so you can get this rolling. And because a-, a lot, I think people have really good ideas. But what they're trying to implement already exists in a slightly different way. Meetup.com. I mean, they run their meetup on Meetup. So, like, that's also an option. Facebook group, that's an option. Uh, So you're saying instead of building an app for their particular purpose, right, they could have gone to run a group on Meetup.com, for example. Yeah, exactly, which is what they're doing. So I was a little bit surprised that's like, wow, you already have success using tools that you use for free, but you still feel the need 
to make an app. Um, and do you know so, why? Were you able to dig into that or not? I don't not think my questions landed very well with him. <laughs> uh, were you the awkward guy at the meetup just asking <laughs> too many questions? No, I think, uh, I think, I think my delivery can be a little curt sometimes, but I thought I was being helpful and kind. Um, but I, I think I didn't get a lot out of him. Um, so a lot of really good questions you're asking and we can kind of assume some of them, but yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was very interesting that people get, regardless of how good their idea is, they get really, they don't see the implementation possibilities or like really close to them. Facebook groups, meetup.com, a Google spreadsheet. And they really buy into this, like, I have to have an app thing. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've done too. I, one of the business I started, I pretty much ripped off Eventbrite and made it a super niche Eventbrite, which there was value in that. Um, but the people that were became customers had used Eventbrite. So I was like, okay, there's a need, like I can just ship them to here. So I thought that was really interesting. And I wanted to talk to you about what you think, like um, the justification of going forward and building an app. Uh, and we talked about this a few weeks ago and verifying your idea when to start putting resources yeah, into yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you, based on the limited information I gave you, like, what do you think about that? <laughs> That's what I was going to start with. I think it's not like I'm getting a whole lot of information here to kind of share my thoughts. Um, yeah, so I mean, let's, I okay, it, why don't, let's ask the questions. Let, like, maybe let's start with the questions yeah. you would have. Well, I mean, I'd be, I'd, I'd try to understand more what problem they're trying to solve, right? I think a minute ago, uh, you said something along the lines of, you know, people don't necessarily see the implementation options that they have or mm -hmm. whatever. And I almost think that's not the best term to use because mm. it can be a very loaded term, especially in this particular context. We're talking about implementing technology, building, coding, building an app, building a website, whatever. I think it starts with um, maybe people are a bit myopic to the different solutioning uh, opportunities that they have right because to your mm. point maybe maybe there is no need for an app right maybe they could go to some platform be it facebook eventbrite or something else to solve the problem for their niche mm -hmm. and we're probably going to get hated for saying both you and i niche instead of niche which is what's <laughs> most often i used. like niche yeah. <laughs> um, but um, so I think, you know, really understanding the background for wanting slash needing an app is what I would yeah. be very interested in, in knowing, because for all I know, right, and these are very valid concerns to have when you're thinking about building a piece of technology or, you know, a, a solution to a particular problem, maybe there is something that if we assume this is, you know, we're talking about a mobile app here, there are certain problems that only a mobile app can solve for you yeah right? yeah things like you know location you know mm -hmm. cell service um, yeah you know gyrometers and stuff like that you know in the device i don't know i mean i don't know what the particular problem was but maybe there is an idea or a need for a solution around that very specifically i don't know because you can't mm. you, know, you can't solve all of the 
all of the the features and the the technology that a mobile device provides you that can be exposed through a, a mobile app you can't necessarily get on mm. a website or a web app or you know yeah. even less so on a third party already existing platform yep. you know like eventbrite or facebook so i'd be curious to know more about that yeah what i think so and this is the only other information that i got that i thought is pretty valuable in terms of this context is they want to connect people in austin musicians in austin to be able to gig together so immediately i can see like what's your specialty do you play an instrument or are you a singer or whatever um and then do you want a gig what kind of music do you play etc so this kind of feels and sounds like a community isn't this um, what craigslist does very well specifically for this purpose I didn't know you could do that on, oh, I guess, yeah, you just find people on. Put an ad on Craigslist saying, I'm a drummer and I want to be part of a band and I'm located here. This or is a great you point. Put the ad out. This is a great point. That's a really good point. You can say it again if you want. It still will remain. That's a really good point. <laughs> okay, <great. laughs> it was my filler sentence. Yeah. And it makes you feel good. Um, the, I think they want to facilitate a community which I guess like, so Craigslist, it's like, I'm a drummer. I want a gig. I want to do this. So it's, it's like transactional and they want to facilitate a community where people can borrow from each other and, and perform together. But the options, like you said, Craigslist, that's a, I didn't even think of that one. That's a great one. Um, Slack, just saying, building a community and having people invited and saying, Hey, I want a gig this week. I'm a drummer. Like, does anyone want to come be my singer or whatever? That's a great option a Google spreadsheet of a, just a calendar uh, or even a Google calendar of the different gigs in the area, right? If this is hyper-local to Austin, you really don't need much. Um, I think a lot of, which is actually kind of interesting because a lot of these applications like Airbnb are doing these things on a global scale. When you have a relatively small community on a local level, it, like you said, we have we just listed five options that could get you seeing, oh, is this something that people want? How much do they want it? And then what's your goal? And then pivoting from there and like, okay, cool. Now we have it. Now we should make an app, right? Um, but I know there's people out there that want this thing now. So there's a lot of options that they could implement. And I don't have all the context, but we're just speaking generally. Of course. Yeah. Um, that people could benefit this from this tomorrow, like ads, right? Um, they could have a Craigslist account. It's like, oh, let's just put out all these things. Um, yeah, so that was my kind of first impression and thought process because I thought that was relevant and interesting to what we were talking about. And I, um, you know, again, I think it depends a lot on what it is they're trying to solve, right? Because mm -hmm. if, if the problem they're trying to solve is to build a community, Right. That's really the end goal is to build a community, not necessarily for themselves to find a musician for a gig. Right. Mm -hmm. There are also tools out there that specialize in doing that. Community.co mm -hmm. is a huge one. That's <laughs> all they do. Right. So, um, you know, again, you know, as part of kind of this, you know, our, our conversations here and kind of the getting started and starting a, a you know, an idea or a technology product uh, from scratch, you know, I would you know, just with, again, the limited information that I have here, you know, I would really kind of build out an inventory of potential solutions out there and tools that already exist 
and mm-hmm. go through them to see why they cannot solve what I'm trying to do. And if you come right. up with enough evidence that points you to, well, I guess there's nothing out there that does what I'm trying to do, then yeah, I should start thinking about building it. But again, maybe there's a, you know, a V1 of this thing or first, you know, first iteration of whatever, you know, whatever it is they're trying to build where they can do it in Facebook or Craigslist or community or Eventbrite or whatever, try it out, prove the concept, see that community grow to the point where there is a need, like you were saying, for advanced functionality, advanced features, more features, whatever it may be. And then you kick it into high gear in terms of building an app. And the advantage mm-hmm. of doing that as well is if, for example, and again, this is probably another topic for, for, for you know, a different episode, but if you get to a point where you've proven out the community on an existing platform or tool, right, and then you want to start building a company or a technology product around that, then you have your, your market research and your proof of concept is already done, is there. You could potentially and conceivably go start talking to investors, you know, people that fund, you know, startup projects, things like that, saying, I now need funds to start this thing. Here it went from zero users to, you know, 10,000 users in three months. There's an obvious need for this. And now we need some backing or financial help to get this off the ground. And mm-hmm. you can also have all of that ready to go for you, right? Using freely available, cheap or low cost tools. Right. Yep. Potentially. You you mentioned you mentioned a really good thing that I don't think we've talked a lot about. You said make a list of competing uh, a potential platforms that you would use that could solve your problem and go through them and use them. That manual process has saved my ass so many times in not over engineering and pre-optimizing my product. For example, um, if I need to do something with Google Sheets and automate something, I should go do it manually a hundred times to see if what I'm thinking about building is actually gonna solve the problem. Like I should feel the pain. I'm like, feel the pain, solve the problem, not I envision solving an issue. And this is the thing, it's very related to what you're saying. It's like manually go through and verify your options before moving on. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit like, you know, making sure you're not creating a problem for which you want to build a solution. Right. 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 Making sure there is a problem that you can solve that hasn't already been solved. Right. Or could not already be solved with, you know, by other means. Yep. hundred percent. Slight tangent that we don't have to talk about this today, but I do want to bring it up to eventually talk about it. Talking about community and people with big audiences in air quotes, influencers are huge right now. Mm -hmm. And they have 250,000, a million influencers and then, or an audience of that large, then they build a technology and think everyone from their audience is just going to convert. And it's, I pretty much only see disasters. Um, and though I think that's a really interesting topic I'd like to dig into in a, in a future episode, but it bottom line being thoughtful, either you have no audience and you're building up or you have a huge audience and you're trying to funnel those people through. Yeah, hundred percent. I was just trying to pull up here because what you described literally happened to me 
a couple of weeks ago where this huge influencer on Instagram um, was talking about a product that they built and I can't find them. I was trying to look for the numbers, how many followers this individual has, but I can't find them right now. Um, and I went in and tried what they were talking about and it was garbage. I mean, mm -hmm. not something that I would use and it felt very much like um, a beautified Excel spreadsheet or spreadsheet, right? That was just put on a website uh, with, yeah, sure, some thought put into kind of the look and feel, hiding a lot of the complexities, but it wasn't really offering more than I already had in this particular context or situation mm -hmm. right, that I had done exactly what you were talking about. I was in a spreadsheet doing the same thing over and over and over, and I started automating bits and pieces of it through the spreadsheet because it was cheap, you know, low effort, low cost, right? It was free, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, but it was very easy to do that to get to a point where my problem was largely solved with these free tools. Mm -hmm. um, and I did not need to go and create something of my own or purchase something of my mm -hmm. own. Mm -hmm. right. So I think you have a, a great point. I, yeah, I'd love to talk about that in the future. Products, it's really, it seems to be dangerous. I use that word very loosely when you have someone with an audience that you kind of hold them to a standard, right? You follow them. They have a big audience. You believe what they say. Then they provide you with this product that seemed that you said was cheap. And then that devalues them. So it's an, it's also a part of your image building yeah. these products. Yeah, um, and when you say, Hey, Nathan, I want to build this community about software engineers and in Silicon Valley. And we start with a spreadsheet, move to Slack, and then start getting more complex from there. Over time, it it becomes more, uh, your your pain points are being solved and it's more enjoyable to be along for the ride instead of these and like super jarring. authentic as well. And exactly, yeah. 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 Instead of these jarring experiences of now use my app. And then, well, now the app sucks. You could lose your, if, if the experience isn't good and you're trying to target a very specific person, that person might just be like, you know what, screw it. And then you're going back to the Google spreadsheet and they start something that's just easier to use. That happens plenty of times. People overcomplicate or over-engineer something and they use it. And then they're like, actually, I don't want to use this. I'm going to go do more simple. Um, yeah, so. I think that, so I think that's hundred percent accurate. I mean, and what we see a lot as well is, um, people that are so convinced that their solution, the, the problem that they're trying to solve and the solution that they're providing for that particular problem, um, they're so convinced that they know better than what is out there, that they will build something that is so narrowly focused to their very individual and specific needs mm. that when they want to put it out there and they do put it out there, you know, there's very low adoption because it's too specific, too mm. narrow too specific to that individual, which basically then, you know, happens what you were just describing, right? And mm -hmm. it's like, well, I can't use this because yep. it doesn't solve my situation or problem, yep. right? So I'm going to go back to what I was doing before. Yeah, exactly. And so now you have time cost, financial cost. A hundred percent. It gets super expensive. A hundred percent. So which ones would you start with first for a situation like this, like this person was describing to you? Do you have an idea or is it just, I mean, yeah, there's so I, many. Honestly, honestly, I'd probably do, uh, 
they have a large community on Meetup, so that makes the most sense. But I would honestly start something where people could communicate, probably on Slack. I would start there, just so you have different channels, right? Different interests, yeah. different maybe um, musician types, and then see how many people are actually utilizing this. Because um, talk is cheap, and all yeah. these pe- all fifty people could be like, "Yes, I'd love to gig," but maybe it's all part time and none of them actually want to perform. And then they're like, ah, oh, yeah, actually, never mind. I'm, I'm cool. So now you have zero users. I would have, I'd rather find that out on a free subscription of Slack than on an app that I just spent yeah. 10, 20, 30 grand building. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think, I think that's great advice because I mean, Slack, as I was about to say, and as you just mentioned, right, as far as I know today in, you know, early 2022, um, Slack still does have a free option, right? So it may be limited mm-hmm. and whatnot, but again, you go up, prove the concept, make yep. sure it works, and then you find a way to upgrade to the, you know, the paid service that they offer, you know, well, totally. well before you have to go spend the money to build your own application. Totally. In and a case like uh, this, right? But Totally. A really good um, use of communities and like these types of chat apps are like NFT communities. There are just Discord channels or Slack communities that you get access to and then they make drops and then you buy their stuff. Like they didn't yeah. build any sophisticated technology. These people are just in a in a channel and they're like, oh hey, buy my and if buy my pretty picture. And it's like, oh great. Make a bunch of money. NFTs so. are essentially uh, club memberships, right? <laughs> To the pretty picture club. Well, yeah, but all these different, you know, NFTs, they each become a club and it's basically Slack in this case. It's not the physical club building that you enter as a member. Right. It's the online community that you enter because you own one of those NFTs, right? Totally. Um, But that's a complete tangent from where we started. Yeah, but it was a good tangent. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I think, I mean, I just wanted to go through that story and just, it was yeah, I appreciate not it. It's just, always, always yeah. good stories. I would go find that person at the next meetup they're hosting and uh, provide some send advice. Our, yeah, send them our, our link. <laughs> yeah. um, well, awesome, Nathan. Thank you so much for joining me again. We're getting some frequency. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Scott. Hopefully I'll see you with your uh, potty train skeleton uh, next <laughs> week in the background. And You uh, know it. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Sounds good. All right, take care.